uh, if you're here listening to Forgiven Podcast and some of these things are resonating with you, uh, then give us some feedback. We're wanting to know um, how we're doing and we're wanting to know how you are doing. And we're wanting to uh, do everything we can to help in the growing process. And sometimes you have a question, you think it's only you that has the question, when in reality, you are voicing the opinions of a whole bunch of people. Sometimes the questions that you ask will resonate. And so we just uh, want to encourage you to, to write in, ask any questions and things like that. We actually are considering doing a couple of live podcasts that you can keep it kind of ask questions during the podcast. Isn't that right? Yes. Uh, one of the things that uh, we're kind of looking uh, in the future is, is uh, when we get a, settled in a little bit more, doing live podcasts so that we can answer your guys' questions in real time and actually be able to help and inspire and empower you be on the lookout for that we'll let you know when we get those rolling we're growing we're just stepping ahead as god opens the doors and provides the opportunities we're just taking every opportunity we possibly can uh, we're just looking at ways that we can serve the best we possibly can now um, today is probably going to be a podcast where there is a recurring thing because it is so extremely important it deals with the highest levels of power and intimacy with God that we deal with. We're talking uh, about prayer. Now, as soon as I say that, there might just be a collective sigh out there because a number of us have prayed and have gone through droughts in our prayer, and we've had times where we have almost given up on prayer because we figure it doesn't work, or we just have been going through you know, forms of discouragement. I'll just say this that um, I, I think personally that some of the highest levels of spiritual battle are on the, the front, the spiritual front of prayer. And the reason I think that is because I think the greatest potential for power happening in your life, the greatest potential for change happening in your life, and the greatest potential for damage against the kingdom of darkness is prayer. That's how powerful it is. And the funny thing is that it's the easiest thing in the world, but it is the hardest thing in the world. You can be 99 years old, and you can be praying. You can be three years old, and you can be praying. And that is kind of the uh, kind of mysterious thing about prayer. And we kind of ask ourselves, why is it? And I, I kind of said, it's, it's kind of where our resource of power and intimacy is. And, and the funny thing about prayer is that sometimes we think it's just about the power, the power but it's not. Prayer doesn't change God. Prayer actually changes us. And sometimes we get into the thought that, well, the reason I'm praying is because I want God something, God to do something for me. And if, uh, if the only purpose that you see in prayer is that God will somehow answer a question, then you have kind of only got a one-dimensional aspect of prayer. And there are so many ways that, that God works and ministers and changes our lives when we pray. God already knows what you're going to pray before you're praying. And so you say, well, what's the use of God already knows? He already knows the need and stuff. Why, do, why am I even praying? Well, there's a whole bunch of reasons. You know, He wants to show his power to us, but he also wants us to draw close to him. And that happens most of all through prayer. And he wants to mold us into his image. And prayer is that process. And he wants to build trust in our lives. And so these are some of the reasons that prayer takes place. And so, again, uh, this will be probably the first of many uh, podcasts on the subject of prayer interwoven between a number of important topics that yep. we take in prayer. Right? Yeah, absolutely. This, this idea, honestly, was inspired. We had a big staff meeting the other day. And uh, hopefully we'll cover that later, but you really inspired me to, to ask this question of like, what is prayer and why do we do it? Because I think we get so caught up in just 
doing it for religious reasons and the really like the the routine of doing it that it's like sometimes it's good to ask that question of like why do we pray why is it why is it important and i think when i was a new believer too it was extremely like taxing for me to learn how to pray because nobody taught me how to do it i just was told you need to pray every day you need to do this you need to do that and it's like i don't know what that means what what do i do yeah and we don't want that for anybody listening and so this and prayer is one of those things that it is a lifelong thing that you will like that you it's a lifelong practice and journey that you go on with god and so we cannot possibly cover all the facets of prayer in one episode the the great assumption is that people already know how to do it and uh, in that staff meeting as we are kind of gathering together and and just trying to go a little bit deeper as a staff in our relationship with god part of that was the confession that I made that in 34 years of ministry, if I had it to do all over again, if there was something that I wanted my senior pastor to pour into my life into as an assistant, it would be around the subject of prayer. How do I develop the the personal spiritual disciplines in in ministry? Because because what happens is if you have depleted the the prayer resources in your life, what happens is Nothing takes place until a crisis takes place, and you need to draw from those resources. And what happens is, as you are going through the crisis, if you haven't replenished the resources that happens when we pray, then all of a sudden we find ourselves at a level of crisis. And that was kind of what the topic was about. And there are a lot of people I know in our circle that know how to pray. And our hope is to be able to get them on. And and our hope is to get maybe some testimonies of people who had to go through extended times of prayer um, to help them through a miracle or help them through a time of life. And I know that there are certain people who are actually called. They they kind of have what I guess would be called a gift of intercession. And intercession is just a form of prayer that uh, allows people to be extremely gifted in praying for the needs of other people. And so I know that there are a number of people, and and many times those people are not the type of people that want to be in the limelight. So we may have to pull and drag someone uh, who is from that category to kind of sit in and and talk about what goes on in their heart. What are some of the disciplines that they do, and, and what are they feeling? You know, those are some of the questions that I think are important. What am I feeling, and what am I going through? And just to kind of be real. I want to try and be as authentic about it, and maybe you will find out some things about, oh, I thought this guy was a little bit more religious, and, and you know, but you know what? I think the times when we're the most authentic and genuine are the times when maybe we gain the most lessons, wouldn't you say? I, and just to say, God takes broken people and uses them for, for his glory, okay? That's like shown all throughout the Bible. So if you're sitting here listening and thinking that Pastor Mike and I are somehow better than you because of the position we're in, that's not true at all, just to clear the way. Like, we've both made mistakes, and we'll continue to make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I plan, when we get into this, a section later, really, like, diving in about how, like, prayer for me was a real struggle. So. Yeah, I. that's the anomaly about prayer, is that it is the easiest thing. And if it is the easiest thing, why is it the hardest thing? Absolutely. And, like, that's why I said there is, I think, spiritual battle is probably one of the main reasons. And it's easy to get discouraged. And uh, sometimes we ask, am I doing it right? And 
and it is part of what we call the spiritual disciplines. And that basically means we we do it whether we feel like it or not, yes. right? Um, I'll just say this, and, and growing up in a, an environment where church was non-existent for me, and then all of a sudden I get thrust into this environment where people are saved and that, I think the assumption by the church community was that, well, it's just communication with God. That's what the, th the thing was that was told to me. Oh, it's just talking with God. And well, what could be more simple right. than talking with God? And, and even though that was the case, I don't think I really learned how to pray until I was in my first and second year of Bible college, where God had already kind of called me into ministry, and I had not had the spiritual uh, foundation that you would have if, as a right. Christian growing up. I didn't have that. And so I had to kind of learn um, on my own. And um, so that put me on a journey. And I, I kind of want to maybe spend some time talking about that. But let's let's maybe hit some introductory things first. And as we were kind of discussing before we, we got on, we wanted to kind of maybe not get ourselves of being like being just as guilty of saying, oh, all right. you do is this. Let's let's kind of ask ourselves some basic questions like what what is prayer? What what do you define prayer as? So I mean for me and we talked about it we we kind of already answered this question, but prayer actually in its like simplest form is the easiest way for us to communicate with God. Okay, he's made prayer available so that we as his creation can actually communicate with him. Yeah. So again, there's many other facets to, to what prayers and different types and, and all these things, but it is just a form of communication that God, it's just an open line. In, the, in, its, in its most simplified state, it is the way that we communicate with God. Yeah. But what happens in that communication, I think, is multifaceted. Yes. And right. also, prayer is not, it's, it's also the way we honor God. Okay, so it, those are the two big foundational points I believe that prayer is. It's open communication with God, but it's also how we worship and honor him. Okay, so you we you know you sing songs and and we do all these things, but having an active prayer life and 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 praying to God, like saying grace before your meal or giving thanks in that way, that's a prayer and that's honoring God. So I think those are the two foundational points. So if prayer. I if I am praying, regularly praying, yeah, it is a surefire indication that I honestly believe that this works. Yes. So if I'm praying, it is an indication that I believe and fully trust in God mm -hmm. to fulfill what he says in the Bible that he is, because the Bible tells us to pray. Yes. The Bible tells us to pray without seeking. He says pray on all occasions. Yes. So, so these, I'm just being obedient to, to God, but, but there is something that clicks inside of me that says when I pray, something special happens. And, and it is the, there is a, there's an opportunity to draw closer to God. And not to say that you can't draw closer to God in other areas, too. Like, I know some people draw really close to God by, like, dissecting the Bible, mm -hmm. right? But, but prayer is the open and most real, authentic communication form that we have yeah. with, with God. And yeah. that's, that's all prayer is. Like, at its, that's all it needs to be, yeah. right? We, we as humans have taken a lot of like our own eisegetical ideas and pushed it into what 
prayer is. And sure, we've come up with a lot of good things about prayer, but I think we overcomplicate it so much. And I think that's partially why so many people have these reservations, these anxieties about prayer. Cause they see the, they see the four old ladies on their knees at the front of the church during worship. And it's like, well, I can't do that. It's like, mm. well, you don't have to like, that's not right. Like that's their own experience. And also this, we'll have to save this for a whole other episode, but comparison is like such a terrible thing that we do to each other. Some people will be like, I've, I've been in prayer meetings as like a young, young, like just church leader. And I'll, I'll be praying and it doesn't seem as vigorous or it doesn't just seem as passionate as the person beside me. Mm. And then I start to question, what am I doing here? Is this worth it? All these things. And I get, and I get so lost in the basic foundation that prayer is just a way for us to communicate and give thanks to God. Okay. So you, you kind of entered into a, a bit of a portal that, that allows us to talk about this. Yeah. Okay. And and as you were, were talking about this, this is kind of uh, what I was thinking is how I learned. What was my journey into growing yeah. into intimacy with prayer with God? And um, again, it really wasn't until I was in, in Bible college where I started to learn some of the more important aspects of what prayer did and how important it really was. You know, I guess if you would have told me is prayer important, I said, well, yes, absolutely, because I'd kind of learned the, uh, the Christian handbook that says, yes, this is supposed to be important. And I knew it at a book level, but not in a practical level. And in in our dorm, we had actual prayer rooms. There was rooms that were dedicated to prayer. And and um, and I started to learn through classes and stuff about you know some of the more importance of disciplines. And I was introduced to certain books that I began to read. And the beginning, the the beginning for me, there was a number of things I I have as I think back in my, my younger years as a Christian that were very much instrumental in me learning how to pray. And the one was that there were like two or three books that I read. Now, I've kind of tried to make it a thing to regularly read either articles on prayer or, um, or books on prayer. And I have been a Christian for over three decades. I've been a minister for over three decades. Um, I've been a Christian for close to four decades. And... And I found that it was that desire to go a little bit deeper and, and say, okay, yes, I know that it's communicating with God, but what are some of the more intimate details of prayer? Yeah. Uh, one of the books was uh, The Hour That Changed the World by Dick Eastman. Also, his book, No Easy Road by Dick Eastman, uh, really helped. And Dick Eastman's whole concept of that was, was listen, if you, there, prayer is more than just you know, asking God for things. There are a whole bunch of aspects. Worship is an act of prayer. Yeah. Sitting and waiting is an aspect of prayer. Praying the scriptures is an aspect of prayer. Yes. And he had put it down into 12, and he says, you can spend one minute on them. You've prayed 12 minutes a day. You learn to do five minutes in each section, then it's an hour a day. And I thought, well, this was interesting. And so that kind of began the curiosity on it. Reading books uh, on how to pray, reading books on people who did pray, biographies, helped immensely because it showed me the struggle. It showed me some of the things that they had gone through and and that they kind of shared. These were people just like like me. That's, that's kind of why you read the book of James and it talks about uh, yes. Elijah. I said Elijah was a man of like passions, that he was just like anyone else. And he did great things in prayer. And all of a sudden the reality is that 
the potential that they had for prayer. These weren't su supermen. These were just regular people. Yep. And so reading became a big a big aspect of it. I had to go. There was a certain responsibility that we have to ourselves just to learn how to to figure out prayer. And at that time was when I began to realize that yeah. there's different dimensions to prayer. It's more than just asking for things. There's the times where we just sit in his presence. And there are the times when God speaks to us and we're not necessarily talking to God. He's talking to us. And that's where the doors began to open for me uh, because I had this hunger, hunger enough to be able to, to read from other people. Anything that you, that as you look at your journey that you thought was tantamount in, in advancing in your prayer life? So one of the biggest things for me is I don't read nearly enough. <laughs> just yeah and i'm and that's the thing I'm, i might not appeal to other people and i'm so happy that it did for you because what got me to this like and again i am still not at the level of like yourself in your prayer life like mm -hmm. you we, we have conversations about it and i'm like wow that's awesome i was like i hope to get there one day and so it's like but for me what was a slow it was a very slow burn to like get me to like where i am today and one of the biggest things for me was when I was like little, I was like super afraid of the dark, like petrified. And so, and my mom, like, so I had night lights and all this stuff, but if it ever went out or flickered or whatever, I'd just freak out and I couldn't sleep. And so my mom, she would like to calm me down or whatever, you know, she grew up like traditional Anglican. And so the Lord's prayer is like super important for them. It's got this super rich traditional like history to it and so my mom would would because she just had it memorized she would just tell that to me and she would just like slowly this like osmosis idea that it really like sunk into my heart and now i she actually got me a like a plaque like a wooden plaque thing that has it and i slept with that above my bed for i still it's not above my bed now but it's in my apartment now and i see it every day and it's a daily reminder of like how like important like prayer is. And so when I got, you know, into Bible college and very similar in that way, I had like a decent, I'll say a decent prayer life in that I would say a couple of prayers before I went to bed, but it was mostly just like asking for stuff. It was like the, Hey God, somebody said I should pray for this. So I did, or my, my mom's friend's aunt's dog is sick or something like that. And so you, and then you pray cause you're the token Christian around and that's what they get you to do. And, um, and so that's what I did, but it wasn't until like Bible college, again, very similar to where I like started taking courses that I learned to like apply those like things in my life. And it was truthfully like the Lord, the Lord's prayer came back to me in like this new and powerful way of that's how I grew in that I was very nervous and I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to do these things. I'm at Bible college with this Pentecostal Bible college and they're all talking about this, that, and, and all these things. And I don't know anything. And so like I would pray, but I would just kind of spew off like a Galatian and you know, whatever. And so it wasn't until I got really confident in understanding like, Hey, Jesus actually modeled what we should pray about. Yeah. And it was like this, like really eye opening experience of like reading Matthew chapter six and understanding like, oh, wow, the Lord's Prayer isn't just some, like, Anglican traditional thing. It's, like, biblically based. It is the model in which we're supposed to pray. And it was, like, 
I was I was just mind blown in that moment, and I, and so for me, I started doing my prayer life based off of that. I used it wow. as a model. So you basically, it was the Lord's Prayer was kind of the uh, yeah. the foundation from which you started everything yep. else. Okay, well, that's, yeah. that certainly is 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 interesting. Yeah, uh, for me, the the other thing I had how I had learned to pray is that I had actually listened to other people that prayed. I I went to prayer meetings and or we we were at prayer services where people actually got up and prayed publicly and you know at that time i would never in a million years pray publicly um there are still people i know who are very very strongly introverted who probably never ever will pray out loud that that which is the whatever the case may be but i began to to um understand how to construct conversation with God through people who had been praying for years Mm. and how they were able to articulate their feelings to God um, in an authentic way and and how they went through the process. And I never really ever thought about it. It was just so, I was just so um, raw at it. Uh, but as I as I listened to other people, I I learned that oh you know, there certainly is an aspect of how they prayed and and how they prayed with passion and things yeah. like that and and really a lot of times uh, the way you way you can learn how to pray is to go to a prayer meeting, listen to how listen to how some people just put the words together. They have been doing it for years and years, and you know you don't you don't. I copy exactly how they do it, but you learn a thing or two in the process, and that was that was um, another major way at how I learned to pray. I I would completely second you on that. That was also yeah. like once I kind of regressed regr- past like the Lord's prayer is my foundation. I was like, okay, how do I make this a little more personal? How do I how do I make it for me? It was attending prayer meetings and talking to people and just hearing and experiencing what others did and how they prayed like and i'll never i'll always remember remember this uh i was just an intern at at this church and we they do like a month of prayer and fasting so you kind of take a week and, and and it was a whole month and they kicked off their new year with this and uh they were like hey logan we need you to run a prayer meeting and i was like uh what i was like i've never I don't know how to do that. I've never done anything like that. And what it and I just was freaking out. And I just remember going into it and I was like just remember my old one of my mentors kind of said to me, he's like, Logan, you don't have to really do anything. He's like, you kinda just have to be there. He's like, you kinda get people started. And then he's like, and then you can just go and you just have to be there and be willing to like So do you just say on your mark, get set? go and but what it did for me was it really like pushed me to like not be so afraid about like this like prayer thing it like and it, and it just yeah. it was a real foundational moment there's for me. there's certainly a lot of anxiety around public prayer anyways absolutely right? yeah i i have have found that you know while i've been doing it so long that it's not so much but i can certainly understand it and as i watch new people come into into faith I see that, and it reminds me of the time when I was, 
I was at the beginning stages of learning how to pray. So I think another, another way that I learned how to pray was desperation and crisis. It was, there were at times where I definitely needed to see God move. And I was so desperate that I would not walk away until God had somehow answered it, or at least he put some type of uh, confidence in my heart that he had heard me. And, and I'm not too sure how that looked. Maybe the way it looks now is different than the way it looked back then. But if it wasn't for the hard times where I just definitely needed, I was in dire straits, whether it was financially or whether it was just a relationship or whether it was um, a situation that was, you know, someone needed healing. There was a, you know, there's a crisis situation that all of a sudden everything that had to do with the proper way was gone out of the window. Yep. It didn't matter. I wasn't trying to think about, oh, so what do I say next or anything? It was, God, you need to move. This is what's taking place in my heart. And and you you need to you need to work in this. That's why that's why sometimes you don't learn how to pray, really, until you pray until you have teenagers. <laughs> now those of you who have uh, parents are parents of teenagers, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because all yeah. of a sudden there's crisis situations and you're saying, Listen, God, I don't know what to do. I've done everything I could. I've said everything. I've done everything in my strength. And that is the thing. That what, what takes place is that you, you have exhausted your resources. Now, I'm not saying that prayer, is, prayer should be the first option, not the last option. But there's something that takes place where you are praying along and you're praying along. And you've, you've, done, you've done everything you could. And then you're at a point where you just say, listen, God, I am an empty vessel. And it's in those times of desperation that we begin to sense the presence of God moving while we pray. And that sometimes becomes the important, the important thing. So I'll just say that those, of, of all those things, those were the three things to me that, that helped me in the process of, of um, actually um, praying, right? And I would, I, would, I would also mirror that. I think, I don't think you and I are alone in thinking that we learn how to pray out of desperation. Mm -hmm. in desperation is a bit of a strong word but i was very much the same way of like man sometimes you're just so what you're so fed up with something you're tired or whatever and i just remember one of the very first times i had like a re like i think everybody who's been a christian long enough probably remembers their first real what i'll call messy experience praying because i know i remember mine I was a camp counselor and I was exhausted. It was the fifth week and I was so tired. Like God woke me up at like five 30 in the morning mm -hmm. and it's storming and I'm out at the lake and I'm just sitting there so exhausted and so tired. And I have a bunch of kids who don't listen to me and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I just yelled. I was like, I, I need help. And I just started praying and like, and like the Bible talks about like weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I was like, Okay, that's a bit extreme. I don't know. No, 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 no. I felt that. Like I was like not just crying, like like sobbing where you're heaving and like the whole experience. And I was like in that moment, I really learned how to pray in, in, in that sense of like you get to that point of like total desperation, right? You turn to prayer. And, and that's another great thing yeah. about prayer is you it's don't always care. there. You don't care about formality. No. Formality has gone out the window. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, God, listen, you need to move. And right, I you know what, I miss um, somewhat. 
I'm not too sure if we'll, it will ever come back or that. But a, a great thing in developing my faith was the Sunday evening service. And we don't have Sunday evening services as much, and they weren't uh, attended well, and who knows, we may come back to something like that. And I don't know, I, I'm always open to what the Spirit of God is doing. But as a kid growing up and not having the support from my parents, and the fact that there were so many things going on in my life that, you know, Sunday morning you kind of had your service, but you kind of had to get out quick because everyone, you wanted to beat the, the Baptist to McDonald's sort of thing or whatever the case may be. But there, you didn't have opportunity to linger at an altar. Is what maybe mm. I'm saying, hey, come on up and pray. And if you did pray, you prayed only for a little while, yeah. right? But Sunday evening you kind of sat and you were taught from the Word and there was a time of response. And for me, anyways... There were many, there were many Sundays. And you talk to my wife; she will confirm this. Or she used to get angry, where she said, "You don't have to be the last person at the altar," you know. Um, but there was just a lot of times where I was just sitting at the altar and just pouring my heart out to God, and God was able to take some of those things. He was able to kind of take everything out of my life and kind of refile it. Hmm. And those were some of the most, the most important times to the development of my faith was praying at an altar on a Sunday evening. So, and I just remember having, I've had this conversation with many people, uh, close friends and mentors over my, I'm like, as I think as we mature, those experiences become less and less mm. because we don't, it's just, we kind of, we almost implement those experiences daily as opposed to like letting them build up to the point where you need to like, let it all out <laughs> in a big, like messy type fashion. Um, See, we didn't. I've never been to Sunday night services, but for me, I, I do miss that experience yeah. as well. And yeah. I don't know. It's. I think. I just think that I think as we mature and get, and as everybody matures in their prayer life and in their walk with God, I think you just re learn to recognize that you don't have to wait. Like I said, yeah. to yeah. to those big moments anymore. And I kind of miss them, right? And they do yeah. come. They're just few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's the question. Um, that I would have for you, if there was, if there was somebody, and, and I would imagine, it, hopefully, hopefully we have a diverse um, audience. There might be some people who who could teach us on prayer that are listening, and there are maybe those who are kind of at the same level. We're on varying levels, but there might be a few people who are are just at the cusp of considering asking Jesus into their heart, yeah. and there might be people who just have. What advice do you do you give them? What would be some of the things that you would say to them? Just in terms of prayer, or are we just going yeah, in general? Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking. If we're if we're on the subject of prayer, okay. and you're saying they're kind of saying, "Well, I'm just wanting to learn how to really be a good prayer." Okay. You know how to go about that. We kind of know that it's communication with God, and we just you just kind of go along the way, and you you learn on your own. And, and there's different ways. The ways that that they may learn might be totally different than the way you do. But what were some of the things that maybe you wish someone had said to you when you were at that stage? One of the very first things that I can remember, well, not first things, but one of the things that always sticks out to me the most is, there. it's a quote, there isn't a single problem that can't be solved by getting on your knees and praying. Okay. And so, again, doesn't mean you have to necessarily get on your knees, but the idea behind the quote is, there, there isn't a problem God can't solve. So give it up to him 
So yeah. even if you think, and this is something for me when I was just becoming a Christian too, it annoyed. I look back on it and I'm annoyed at myself. But I used to think, oh my sore shoulder isn't a big deal, so I don't I don't need to pray about it. God's got bigger fish to fry. So there's nothing too big, there's nothing too small. Yes. We we sometimes personalize God to the point where we think that He's running rampant with a whole bunch of other requests, when in reality God is so great that He hears each of us intimately. Yes. And so just because you're praying for a a oh, ten level ten, which is nothing, level one, if level one is the oh this yeah. is a red the red red light prayer that you shouldn't pray the level tens that are not high on the the list. Casting all your care on him, the Bible says, because he cares for you. So that would be one thing you'd say. Nothing's too big, nothing's too small. Um, One thing I think I would say is um, always be authentic. You don't have to be anything that you're not. You are going before God who created the universe, and in that of itself is intimidating. But I think if God wants one thing, is he actually wants us to be us. You know, I don't think I need to pray like Billy Graham because I'm not Billy Graham. I just need to pray like Mike because that's who I am. And I think that those are those are some important things that are foundational in being a good prayer. Yes. Anything else that you would you would add? Uh just one thing that I also found really, really helpful when I got this from I guess our older, more mature Christians, write down your prayers. Uh and not like write down what you prayed for, but write down who you're praying for. One of the things that really struck me because I got called I got called out on it real early, and it and it really hit me was uh, somebody asked me to pray for them, and then I honestly hadn't like I had totally forgotten because I didn't write it down, and then they asked like Have you prayed for me? And I was like I, I lied right, and I was like Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then they could totally tell that I was lying, and they were like No, you didn't. And I was like, yeah, I gotta be honest, I didn't. And then they called me out, and they're like, that's like, they're like, I don't care that you didn't pray for me, don't lie to me. It's like, write it down, and you would have remembered. So you compounded the lack of prayer <laughs> through dishonesty. Absolutely. And so I just, if you're gonna pray for somebody, and if you're gonna take on that commitment, if you say like, I'm gonna pray for you, do it. Yeah. How many times? How many times have we said, well, I'll pray about that, and really haven't? That is true. I I think authenticity is is an important thing openness uh in prayer is a, a thing that i don't have to pray long prayers i don't have to pray prayers that don't sound like me hmm. you know what i mean i can take out the these and the thous he is my heavenly father that becomes a big thing and and there are, are a few things that i have learned um along the way that I think are important because that writing down prayer is something I would like to talk about someday. Yeah. I think if I got into that, it would, it would, we would, it wouldn't be talking about anything else because that was part of my journey that I had to learn. Um, but a, a few things that I had found is that as I got older, prayer evolved. Uh, yeah. It gained different dimensions. And I think that that is something that I, if I can express to people, is important is that prayer goes beyond me asking for things. Yes. And that there is the aspect of change that happens in my life and the aspect of intimacy with God and levels of trust that are built through prayer. 
And I didn't realize that. And then as I got older, I prayed differently because I realized that these dimensions were there, that sometimes I didn't have to talk. And then all of a sudden I became aware that there is an agenda in me. And I don't think that I can ever shake that agenda. But there are times where I think if I truly want to be intimate with God, I have to shed that agenda and maybe not make it about me asking for God, hmm. God for something. If I had a friend and every time that friend talked to me, he was asking me to do something for him or he was conning me. Yeah. Like he wasn't asking me, but I could tell that he was conning me because he was working himself into asking me for something. That person wouldn't be my friend yep. for long. But the way most of us treat our prayer life is we are basically conning God to answer and do things for us, right? I, I, I'm still kind of battling that in that, like, oh, I, I think it's just a time. natural battle. I, don't, I think it will be a battle that you will have happen until you die. There is that thing inside of us, the heart inside of us that is so selfish and, and desires to, to have our own self agenda. Yeah. You know, there was, there was a time where, where I had to purposely set time where I said, okay, God, I'm not going to ask you for anything. I'm not asking you for anything. I'm just here because I love you. And I kind of created this little, this little acronym or this little statement. No, no mask, no ask, no task. <laughs> that was how I remember I like it. that. It was, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to basically reveal who I really am. I'm going to express how I'm really feeling, you know, I'm not going to ask you for anything. And the no task had to do with the fact that many times the only reason I was going to prayer was because I was praying something related to work. Yeah. And so I had to get myself down where I says, Lord, I'm just going to be quiet before you. And I am going to, I'm going to purposely make it not about me. And even in the midst of that, that still come through in my prayer. And even in itself, you think, okay, if I do that, then God will really like it. And when I do ask him, uh, he'll, be, he'll be primed to answer it. That's still in the back of my mind, you know. Mm -hmm. All those those things. There's there's a, a self-agenda that is very difficult to actually totally get rid of. But the most that I can, uh, I think that I that I think that I, I try that. And that's just part of the maturity. Maturity is the fact of realizing that there are different dimensions to prayer. And and the more you get into those dimensions, the deeper you go and the level of intimacy becomes greater between you and God. Um, that, that is one thing that I think, that I think I learned in prayer. Anything, anything that you had kind of learned as you're, you're, as you're developing in your prayer life. Don't care what people think about you. Honestly, like that was one of the biggest, uh, learning pains for me was like, I talked about it earlier, but comparison and, Honestly, one of the one of my favorite things to do right now when I pray is I probably do it every day, uh, is when I go for a walk either to work or whatever, I often am praying. But I'm not praying I'm having a conversation. It's literally a one sided conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like you know, I'm not doing the traditional oh god this, oh god that. I'm actually just having a conversation, stopping, waiting for a response, and then keep it's like I'm trying to have a conversation with God. And man, the amount of times I've gotten like weird looks and comments from everybody or like, I don't, I, at first I would kind of like shy away and tip my hat down and be like, oh, mm -hmm. don't notice me. 
But after a while, I just was like, I don't care. I'm having a conversation with God. I'm, I'm praying to him and how I find comfortable and, and how I enjoy. And like, and, it, and that's super valuable to me. Yeah. And so, and even that has evolved before I used to just be like verbal diarrhea, motor mouth. Now I'm taking time to stop, treat it almost like a conversation and be like, Hey, I've said a lot. I've asked for something or, uh, you know, God yeah. now speak to me. Yeah. Walk in silence for a little while. Yeah. Reveal something or doesn't. And then you just, you keep going. I, I come to realize that I'm growing at um, at Mike level, my level. And it might not be as fast as your level that you're presently going through, right? But the realization is that as long as I'm going ahead, it's good, it's progress. Um, the other thing that I've learned as well was I think my prayer life went ahead immensely when I actually started to journal more regularly because journal actually became me praying but I had to write it down, and I, I don't write as fast as I talk mm. or think. So I had to slow myself down. I had to actually think and articulate what was actually in my heart. And if when I was able to do that, that actually helped me to fully round out the thought to God, right, or the complaint to God, mm. because I would write out my complaints. I would just, you know, the fact that there are times that, that prayer – Fighting with God was a part of prayer, became something which was important because I think God knows what I'm thinking anyways. So why should I hide anything that he already knows what I'm thinking? Mm -hmm. And so I had opportunity to look back, and I fired the editor in my in my uh, journaling. And, and from that became uh, a way of actually articulating in prayer and thinking that I could actually look back on. And so that became an important aspect of prayer for me that I thought I would mention as well. So, yeah, there's lots of lots of important things. I don't think we're going to be able to to do anything. We're going to be scratching the surface. Even even in the uh, the meeting, there's one thing that you said about what I said about the uh, the three the three circles of prayer. Yeah. That that are important for me, and it's it's how I have learned to articulate that the first circle is me, my soul. The the aspect of, of praying about um, what God is wanting to do in me. I pray that God will give me wisdom for ministry, praying that God will, will help me to be humble, praying that God will deal with this sin in my life. That, that becomes an important part of prayer. The other circle are the, is the world that God, you know, that God has you in, starting with your closest associates. My kids, um, you know, are a common part of my prayer. And, and my, you know, neighbor and my wife and uh, those people around me, uh, those people who are in leadership with me in ministry, I make sure that I daily pray for them because it's important that we're unified and we're together, and that, and that if they're doing well and if we're all doing well, it's, it's good. So it's important to be praying for them. And then there's then the circle increases to the world that God has put me in, and ministries, and and my work, and the will of God for missionaries and for all that. And it just kind of expands. But I found that when I created those three circles that it kind of helped me pray a little bit more effectively and more directly. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I think those three circles are a very good, just easy representation of how people can kind of structure their prayer. Because I think we get too overwhelmed a lot of the time. Also, when it comes to prayer, like some people are super zealous and want to pray. And then they're like, I've got 400 things to pray for and I don't like know how to do it. 
Yeah. You know, they don't know how to tackle the mountain that's in front of them. And I think having like a model, something like that, I think is like a, is really, really key. And it, yeah. and it reminds me of like, I mean, it, it reminds me of the, the theology circle or whatever. And we don't have to get into that right now, but um, I think just also prayer is one of those things that we often, we talked about this, but I want to hit it one more time. Prayer is always the last thing that we remember to do when we're at our lowest, and it should always be the first thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it just takes so much time uh, in us to, to get there, you know? So, like, don't be discouraged listening to this if your prayer life isn't, you know, as glamorous as Pastor Mike's or mine. Like, we're all on a journey. Yeah, I don't consider mine glamorous, really. I just, mine's just the result of, of just years of, just trying to figure it out. And we're all in that kind of same boat, aren't we? Absolutely. You know, so so this is kind of, I guess this is just the scratching of the surface for us. This is kind of uh, Logan and Mike's heart on the subject of prayer. Uh, as a pastor, I realize that, you know, prayer will be the ingredient that will actually bring a church into revival. Absolutely. And, uh, and I try to at least preach once or twice a year on the subject of prayer, either directly or indirectly. And my prayer is that um, from things like this, we'll make you better prayers, make you more effective prayers, that, uh, that we put a desire in you to find a group of people to pray with, whether yes. it's a small group or whether Wednesdays uh, when we meet in our prayer room as a church, I think we have about a dozen people who gather every Wednesday from 12 to 1 just praying over the church and uh, just it is it is part of the the revolution that will actually be the tipping point which will see people's lives change there's uh, there's a, a saying that said you know uh, much prayer much power little prayer little power no prayer no power and so that's my prayer for you um, today and that's my my hope is that uh, we will begin to stir a hunger and a desire to draw closer to Jesus um, through prayer. Any last comments uh, for you? Uh, I use this excuse way too many times, and it's terrible. There's always time to pray. Don't ever let time management or that excuse be the thing that stops you from praying. Okay? Uh, if We all have time to pray. That's There's no... There's no excuse for not praying. You can take two minutes out of your day and pray. So that's that's my that's my my little bit of conviction, I guess, is like there's always enough time to okay. pray. My my thought is this, my closing thought is this, and this is for anybody, whether you're older or younger, whether you do this or not, get a, if you're on a computer or whatever and you have like a little word sheet, yeah. uh, put the date down and just say, Dear God, I just want to say that I love you. I'm really struggling today, and um, I need your help. Uh, can you please come and be with me during this time? And I want to uh, just let you know that I give you my whole life. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's your first entry into a journal. Then you will be starting an experience that will help you grow immensely. So that's that's about it. That's episode one of the prayer series. So. Anyways, God bless. Again, if you have any questions, any comments, any feedback, 
we would love to hear from you uh, because we want to be part of the growth process in your life. Invite your friends, share uh, the podcast if you have opportunity uh, so that we can grow together and, and grow in our impact together in, in our desire to be the best that we can in giving Jesus everything. So that's it. Uh, God bless and have a great day.